You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at Season 8, Episode 8. Hey, I'm John, and I'm joined tonight by Jordan Chris. How you doing? Hello, how are you? Yeah, oh. <sighs> I think we're going to say something we haven't said in 20 years oh, Yeah, of course Scotland. Who wants to say the magic words? Scotland have qualified for the World Cup <laughs> <laughs> What a nice feeling that is that's a, that's a, Words I never thought I'd hear again <laughs> I have to say it's wonderful to get honours from Polish women. <laughs> Dear. You've been waiting all week to say that, haven't you? Oh, I, I was trying to do that joke all day yesterday. If there's going to be any women in Polish, may as well be as good as any others. Like, uh, so I like to say it's this joke's out the road. Um, probably go on to some others later on. <laughs> uh, on the subject of good news as well, we may as well talk... We always talk about it at the end of the podcast. Maybe we'll talk about the start for a change. See, as it's this weekend, John, your mm-hmm. charity match. Yeah, yeah, this Sunday. Um, nerves are really hitting in now, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Aberdeen versus Celtic, and Aberdeen. We've now got a fourth player, um, Robbie Winters. And before anyone asks, no, he's not going to be playing in goal. Um, Damn, you've beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder how 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 much. Um, that's been asked to him for the last 17 years, or 18 years, sorry. Um, I'm getting deja vu. Why? Did you know I've Robbie Winters confirmed last Monday? No. No? Or oh, maybe we spoke about it off air or something like that at some point. That's weird. I don't had this conversation already. I don't remember, because I think it was towards the tail end of last week. I can't remember, but... Um... But yeah, he's definitely confirmed. So that's four former Dons and three former Celtic players. Um, I don't think there'll be anyone else to join, but I'm happy with that. Um, although there is a wee mini panic, is Barry Smith going to play? Because he's um, apparently resigned by Wraith Rovers, and both the Scottish Sun and um, one of the Fife newspaper websites have revealed he's quit. But as far as I'm concerned, he's not told me he's not playing. So um, unless I'm told otherwise, yeah, Barry Smith will be there on Sunday. Do we think then he's quit with a view to another job? So I think there's going to be a managerial medical round, Aye. so to speak. It's already started a wee bit, yeah. um, because we had a bit, the shocking news with Ray McKinnon, who'd only just taken the Morton job in the summer, moving to Falkirk. Well, Barry Smith moved to 71 in the betting, um, according to Mick Bickey, um, but he's behind five um, people in 6-1. to one. Um, who includes Steve Aitken, Robbie Nielsen, Lee McCull, Derek Anderson, and Ali McGoist. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. it was David Hopkin yesterday, but obviously Hopkin got offered the Bradford job that he probably should yeah. have had in the summer. Um, but someone known got and didn't go off to a good start, so he gets sacked, and Hopkin got immediately installed first thing this morning. Yeah. Um, At the moment at Morton, it's uh, Derek Anderson and John Sutton. Have taken charge temporarily, so whether I'll stick with Eddie Cancer, I don't know, because I know he's done good work with the youth setup. They are, but they might choose to get someone else in. 
Yeah. I don't get McKinnon leaving um, unless it's you know it's just to be a wee bit close to um, his family in Dundee. Uh, that's the only logical explanation I can think of because three other managers um, were approached. Allegedly, Jim McIntyre preferred to stay unemployed um, unless he's heard something about getting a St Mern job. Um, Ian McCall turned it down flatly and I'm sure there was someone else, um, a fellow a manager still in, in, in a job, but I can't remember who, but at least three of them turned it down. Yeah, I mean, I would think in the moment the Morton job is a more attractive job than the Falkirk job as well. Whether mm. maybe McKinnon thinks that there's better prospects at Falkirk, I don't know, but then we've spoken about it already about the, the youth scheme um, and how that's been kind of put in the, the back burner, so who knows. Mm-hmm. Further our talk as well, maybe people saying that maybe McKinnon found the Morton board difficult to work for as well, so mm. who knows. But there was a statement on, was it whatever night it was? Saturday, maybe Friday. Friday night. Um, by all accounts, it wasn't maybe done above board as well, so we might not have heard mm. the last of it. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, but it's not started off well for him there. Well, I know technically he wouldn't have been in charge on Saturday, but uh, they slumped to another defeat. Um, a pointless start to the season for Falkirk. Um, and they'll be. But from his point of view, McKinn, the only way he can be up, well, or should be up, is if it doesn't go any, if there's no improvement, they're going down. Yeah. Yeah, like it is, though. Um, so he's got plenty of time to, to kind of change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that league's, you know, already showing how tight it's going to be because uh, Air United yeah. started the day top of the table and fell down to six in the back of a 5-0 humping by um, Queen of Heath. And Stevie Dolby scored his fourth hat-trick of the season and he actually scored four goals and should have had five because he missed a penalty too. But some good quality goals in that game. Um, my mate sent me the video of the game, uh, the goals, and Gary Harkin scores a peach and Stephen Dolby's fourth goal was pretty good. A good team move after 23 passes. Um, so, yeah, Queen's South up to third in the table and they're doing all right. I could remember talking about Shankland up to this point in terms of how well he's been doing, but Stephen Dolby in the league has a goal every 45 minutes. Uh, just crazy. They, they all count though, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I always like for no given goals? Hey, well. <sighs> the party thistle game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, How does he go shy? <laughs> the ghost of Les Mottram returned to Fair Hill. Yeah. <laughs> After 25 insane. years. <laughs> 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 Thankfully, they won the game. Yeah. Yes. Uh, nobody caught the ball this time, so it wasn't that obvious. Um, I think we should explain to our younger um, listeners, if there is any, um, what happened in that game 25 years ago, because they're yeah. probably thinking what. But um, basically, in that game, Partick Thistle versus Dundee United, uh, Paddy Conley at that end um, puts the ball in the net, but it hits the stanchion in the back of goal, bounces back out, and Martin Clark, defender, picks the ball up, hands it to his goalkeeper. <laughs> Goals, at least a penalty, but no, Leigh Mottram, who then went to USA 94 the following year, said, play on. Yeah, Scottish referee in a nutshell. The ghost of Leigh Mottram. It's it's handing the ball to the goalkeeper that makes that (laughs) It's the stuff of a legend because Leigh Mottram just goes, not playing. So he caught the ball. I remember Tony Roper 
um, talking about that in uh, the first on excuse live, and he's pretty much described that as we described this. Not goal, but at least it's a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, the the one at the weekend was ridiculous. You know, the Morton players booted it out um, after the balls clearly hit the net, went over the line. The referee surely must have. Could he not have thought to say that's not a goal? Because all the part Thistle players are running past them to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear me. Um, I, I, I don't get it because it wasn't even. Well, it was not as if it was close. It was obviously in the net ripple. <laughs> um, it, it's just it's, it's a bizarre decision. Yeah. Um, credit to Patrick Thistle though, because and credit to Chris Dolan actually because they awarded Chris Dolan the goal uh, bonus for it. And Chris Dillon has uh, given the, the bonus to Charlie. I think he's a beach of that, so. Oh, good on him. Which is really good, uh, good of him. So, uh, great. that was great to see. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just a ridiculous decision. Fortunately, it didn't cost Partick this way. Yeah. Um, unless it comes to down to goal difference later in the season, somewhere along the line. But... <laughs> Could you imagine they lost out by one goal to, uh, for the playoffs or oh, promotion no. and then they yeah. just point back that decision early in the season? It's. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's good if he's handed to beats. I know they, um, I know part of this will have the beats on on their shirts, and that's their chosen charity. So yeah, good on them. And I see the Petrov game um, this weekend. Part of their funds being raised is going to beats and a couple of cancer charities. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's good. Cool. Glad to hear that. Yeah, but we'll have a wee break, obviously, with the championship because it's until last weekend. But we'll come on to that later on. Mm-hmm. League one, league two. Edinburgh City went top of League 2, beating Peterhead. So, continuing their great start to the season. Yeah, definitely. Both will be... The most noteworthy game in the league. Well, probably the most interesting game in that league was uh, Albion Rovers and Berwick, because um, Berwick won 5-3. Albion Rovers at one point thought they were going to be getting their first points of the season. In fact, they were winning at one point, and then... Berwick turned it around and won 5-3 so Albion Rovers are still pointless along with um... who's the other still one? Still in Albion. Still in Albion, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my brain's not worth it tonight for a change. <laughs> oh no, it's not in Albion get points. They got three points on somewhere. Right there. Aye. They won at the weekend, 3-0, at Elgin. Oh. Okay. But they had been pointless prior to then. Yeah. So Albion Rovers are one of three teams without any points in any of the three leagues. Um, other well, notable... That could link us up nicely with Dundee in terms of a type of manager he'll measure as much as was a manager, he's now not a manager. But could he be a manager again? Fair enough, the number of people I've seen... Yeah, the number of people I've seen state the, the same story we stated in the podcast last week about how Miller goes there and gets a decent deal McCann gets a sack Miller gets promoted into the manager's <laughs> job I think a lot of people have jumped on that bandwagon after the two year deal was announced a two year deal was a phenomenal deal for someone of Kenny Miller's age Why? that that smacks of you're the next manager <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I think it's probably genuine that he's going in there to try and help out an old teammate and try and get him out and get Dundee out of the hole and get McCann out of the hole that they're in just now. But um, I think longer term, they're probably thinking, yeah, if this doesn't improve, um, we've got the next manager in place that won't cost us any compensation. So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, but Dundee, again, 
pretty poor. Um, although bossed the game from start to finish, from what I've seen in the highlights. Um, Dundee's defence still pretty poor, and they let go of Stephen Colker. He exercised it. I'm being kind about it. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't don't gaze it. Right, it was Garbage. terrible defending. Yeah. Aye, absolutely awful. <sighs> um, and not for that. That always seems to be the case with Dundee. Yeah. Dreadful, dreadful errors. Yeah, and I see yeah. Colker's left as well. He exercised his contract to you know go find a new challenge. Um, so be interesting to see where he ends up. But he's obviously fed up because he was in the bench for a good bit. Um, there's yeah. clearly been a fallout there with McCann, um, who has a track record of that. Um, Doesn't surprise Bad business as well, because supposedly they knocked back what? So I was talking they knocked back six figures from earlier, or maybe even seven figures. Allegedly, it was close to two million. I don't know how much that I believe, but. Um, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah it's, that's just um, financial suicide for Dundee, if that's the case, because cl- they sh- should, should have known that he yeah. wasn't going to stay. If he was going to get a good offer, he would go. Um, but yeah, that's what's happened. Um, but yeah, it's looking desperate for Dundee, and they'll just be hoping that um, St. You know, St. Martin continue to decline there. Um, although St. Martin have now ruthlessly acted, was it the right oh, decision? Oh, oh, oh. wait, 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 wait. What? Is that it? Dundee, well. well, well, yeah, I was gonna say, Motherwell uh, reacted yeah. to the can you do it? Uh, week in, Aye. week out, and we're just against Rangers. Well, yeah, we beat well. Mm-hmm. All right, beating Dundee's not exactly a great uh, thing in the, the grand scheme of things, but had to go in there and get the three points. That was our next opponent, so yeah, they've, they've kicked on. So, I'll go for Danny Johnson, he's looking quite a good signer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good signer indeed. Three games and, in a row that he scored. Yeah, bigger a man, bigger a manner as well. Looking like he's going to be more influential this season as well. Mm-hmm. He's been impressive in quite a few games this season. Uh, on the subject of Indio, Kerry Miller, he's gone from playing Malie Miller to the old Calvin Miller. Yep, one one so for Celtic. Extra Miller time. Yeah. Didn't go off to a great start from what I've seen in the highlights, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's here for game time as far as Celtic are concerned, so hopefully he'll get it and he'll, he'll improve when we can week out with first-team football. Mm-hmm. Motherwell are one of the teams that probably don't want the international break. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Aye, St Mirren. Yeah, three points, but that's just all they've got for the opening day of the season, and that was beating Dundee. Um, it's not been a great start since. Having said that, what good someone had to play? Yeah, well, that's Hearts, a thing. Rangers. Uh, was it Hearts? Aberdeen in the Cup. Aberdeen in the Cup. Yeah, that's... They've not had a great uh, run of fixers, so... It seems about half to be saying, mm-hmm. uh, stop, you, <laughs> you have been evicted. I think there's more to it, possibly. Yeah. I think it's, it's the manner. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the manner and the performances as well. I mean, John, you obviously were at the game a couple of weeks ago in the League Cup and they looked pretty terrible, as good as we were that day. They were pretty poor. Um, yeah, they couldn't fight away out of paper bag that day. Hi, definitely. Um, they were toothless against uh, Livingston last week. Um, didn't even get a shot on target the whole game against one of your main rivals for, well, say main rivals for relegation, but Livingston's up near the top just now. Um, um, but And the League Cup performances were not impressive. They only won one game in 90 minutes. Uh, they, um, they had to thank three lucky penalty shout victories that saw them through to the next round. So, But having said all that, and I've obviously said my piece about stubs before, but I think... Three months into a three-year deal, pretty harsh um, yeah. sacking. 
Well, I said last week, I said it's a dangerous, but I, had, I thought it was dangerous, the whole Kenny Miller thing had started going so early, and then we've now seen, what, four managers lose their job, I think, in the leagues. There might even be more. There's four I can think of just now. Um, I just think it's... Well, that's yeah, the two promoting clubs. You know, worrying clubs. for a manager taking on a job, just now. Yeah, I mean, that's the two promoting clubs. That's got to be the, the worrying thing. Um, I mean, both of them got promoted and lost their manager. All right, Jack, Lo- Jack Ross um, yeah. went to Sunderland, but David Hopkins chose to at the time to go out of a job rather than um, help Livingston in top flight, and then both clubs have changed their manager very quickly. Um, what you would say uh, with Livingston is possibly it might well turn out to be the right decision because Gary Holt started well, but, you know, it's still strange how all things have happened and I'll be interested to see what happens at St Mern and I noticed Jim McIntyre's odds on um, his favourite to be the man- next manager, he's evens um, mm. and someone called Oren Kearney is 2-1, who's he? Who? I imagine he I would yeah? imagine he manages in like Ireland by the sound of his name <laughs> it sounds Irish Yeah, and then Jim Goodwin 6-1 yeah, he's the one that's just be getting a, a bit talked up. I think it's an obvious choice given he's done pretty well um, in his managerial career so far. Um, having been at Suburban for so long, it seems like a, an obvious name to link with the job. But we'll see. Oren Kearney is manager of Coleran FC in Northern Ireland. Who? Coleran. Oh, Coleran. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of them. <laughs> uh, is anybody too? <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Livingston. Is the, they're probably the example now because they've changed their manager six points out of six. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Managing for Europe. Aye. Beat Hibs to do it. Almondville, mm-hmm. uh, uh, or whatever we're calling it this week. Tony Macaroni Stadium. Yeah, oh. to yeah. We forgot to mention the St Mern, um boys challenge that somehow only went with a yellow card um, and the fact that Hearts did pretty well um, 12 points out of 12 and Naismith getting a hat check brought him back into the Scotland squad thanks to Ollie McBurney's withdrawal The St Mern challenge, is it no Jim? I thought it was Jim Was it Jim that made the challenge? Right, okay I think I'm going to book three minutes yeah, it was. He came off a bench and that was pretty much his first act. It's uh, a shocking challenge. Well, we could go through our run of terrible decisions at the weekend or all season, but that's... I'm, I'm sure we will, but... Um, yeah, we'll probably come on to that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> talk about other games, because... Oh, <sighs> God. We talk about it every season. But it's rare we have a week off not criticising, but... Ugh, maybe it's one or two decisions. Oh, <laughs> dear God. <laughs> oh, say when we're criticising things I'm going to criticise sports scene because we're, uh, we're talking about uh, Almondville uh, and they, were, they had a stat that came up on the screen that said it was the first top flight goal at Almondville since Clarkson scored for Mullerwell in May 2006 wrong first goal involved Livingston since then Celtic played Gretna at Almondville in March 2008 because <laughs> Firth Park was a state yeah. And couldn't handle the fact that they had Mullow and Gretna playing home games on it all the time. Um, so, technically, the correct answer to that is George Samaras, who got the third in a 3 0 win. So, there you go. <laughs> I was there, so that's what I remember. It's very strange playing Gretna in three different locations in three different league games. And we it, I mean, Gretna obviously went bust at the end of that season, so Celtic only ever played Gretna three times, and it was a different venue every time. 
Because mm-hmm. he played first part of the first game, Celtic part of the second game, and Almaville the third. No, so none of them were in great this whole. <laughs> One thing I found interesting as well about the Livingston game was when Gary Holt spoke after the game, he did speak about getting Livingston back to basics in terms of what they did last year. So getting the players playing like what they did last year, so familiarity. So possibly that's helped as well. Both goals, good finishes. Very good finishes, yeah. Pittman um, especially, nice footwork in and around the box. I definitely. I, I did um, mention last week that there was a possibility Hibs could slip up in this game because that's what Hibs tend to do. Um, but yeah, credit Livingston having been behind um, to turn it around the way they did and say two good goals. Um, yeah, it was a great result. And you know they're what third in the league now, fourth in the league. Yes. <laughs> Incredible start. Um, fourth, yeah, fourth in goal difference. Yeah. The boy they signed looks good. Is it Menga, the striker? Mm-hmm. Looks like a powerful forward. So interesting to see how he does. And then the boy that scored was it last week Hamilton. He's uh, on the bench. Mm-hmm. So it's even expectations just now. Oh yeah, definitely. It'll be um, it'll be hard for them to keep that up, obviously, throughout the season. Um, but then. People thought that when they went to the championship, they beat the wrong end of the table and they ended up coming up. And I'm not for mm. one minute saying here Livingston's going to be top six in Europe or anything like that, but um, they could well defy a lot of us um, and finish above um, the bottom two. Um, personally, I predict them to finish bottom, um, but if they finish 10th or above, it's a successful season for them. Yeah. Uh, the other side, Hibs. Allen started for Hibs, but it wasn't the Allen that maybe a lot of fans are hoping for. Uh, young striker Lewis Allen. Scott Allen. Yeah, Hibs will be disappointed with the start they've had this season. They won't be the other ones. Maybe a few clubs. Yeah. Well, uh, I think since again they probably should have won. And I think given they were running them off as well. They they threw that one away. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was had, a good had goal. Had to win that, had to be point by his Celtic. Maybe so, the only real positive is Horgan. Yeah. Yeah, took his goal very well. Um, we dinged that over the defender's leg. But um, once again, Hibs, def- um, Achilles heel was their, their defence. Um, one minute their defence looked pretty solid, the next minute they just looked terrible. And yeah, that was pretty poor defending for the two goals as well taken as they were, Hibs players are diving in and making it easy for them to get by. Mm. I was quite fortunate as well to have five points because talking about bad decisions last week, uh, Lewis Ferguson won and never got a penalty. Mm-hmm. So it could be even worse for Hibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have been. Um, uh, what we're talking about awful decisions, Aberdeen didn't get a against them. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I... <laughs> What, so uh, so you lost to Kilmarnock then? Mm-hmm. After about five attempts, whatever it was. <laughs> Hit him long enough. Uh, attempts nearly six years. Yes. We knew Greg Stewart was going to score, that was a nap. Yes. Was oh, yeah. It park. always come back to point, yeah. Yep. Um, looked like the way he was playing a bit kind of closer to, to Brophy, mm-hmm. as opposed to wide. So, you've got to be careful when you get close to Brophy. Well, I. Mm-hmm. Might fall over. 
<laughs> it's just a terrible, a terrible decision. I mean, you can all what you can say. I killed the game and all that type of thing, which it definitely did. Just I don't know what the referees see. You do wonder. Maybe they need to talk on my eye test courses. I, I, I don't want the credit I'd give the referee here is he probably didn't see Brophy pull on, on Devon in the first place. Because that was quite sneaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of done. It takes, it takes a replay to see it. Um, after that, there's a slight pull. Brophy makes a complete nail out. Yeah, um, I guess it's not going to go down. Yeah, I think... No, probably not. It's, it's, it's a soft pull. I think, to be fair, um, it's probably... It, it is a free kick. I mean, for me, there's no question it's free kick. Yeah, there's a slight tug first, but, you know, Devlin does the majority of tugging afterwards, and it is a foul. Yellow card, but how you can how Craig Thompson can say he's denied a goal um, a goal scoring opportunity from forty yards out is um, you know beyond me. Especially when you consider some of the Logan's pace on the other side is coming across. Yeah. You know, chances are Logan's going to get back, so it's a terrible decision. Um, we'll obviously touch that a bit. There's longer. no chance. There is no chance that's an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Craig Thompson has. Um, a record for this because he sent mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Boyata actually when we played the game at Hamilton and almost exactly the same position when Boyata actually got the ball clearly <laughs> so not only was it not a foul but it was miles away for goal it was never an obvious goal scoring opportunity but he sent them off for it well he sent um, off five Motherwell players last season and three of them were overturned that tells you everything you need to know <laughs> I, I would question yeah I would have appealed this but I would question whether it's going to be overturned well, yes. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure that we now have a compliance officer and referees panel set up uh, where you have, the three referees all have to agree. And that means the three referees have to go against a fellow referee. I'm already suspecting that maybe the, the referees have at their old pals club and they'd never criticise each other. So I don't see much getting overturned. In well, the, the new well you say that, you say that, but if, we'd be, if it had been last season and we'd been playing away in a blue shirt, we might have. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, considering they threw um, the Gary Dicker um, appeal, um, yeah. in fact, they added, actually added a couple of games extra for good measure. Um, when you look at some of the challenges, that, well, we're obviously going to be talking about soon, but some of the incidents that have happened that have been overturned or no further action has been taken. And yeah. Gary Dicker's by far the least um, severe of the three, but he gets um, three games out of it. It's just so we're, ridiculous. We've got Morelis won in the opening game of the season. Yep. Um, and that's it. It was going to be a case of, well, you can kick out of folk. McGregor showed it at the weekend. We've had Stephen Naismith kick out. So you yep. can have a kick out at someone. Mm-hmm. You can make a genuine attempt for the ball, which mm-hmm. is questionable even whether it's a yellow card. And mm-hmm. yeah. mental. The, the, the best way I've seen this described so far this season, what we've seen <laughs> is Naismith had a kick, nothing. When I was had a kick, red card overturned. McGregor's had a kick, nothing to be talking about. Neil Lennon did an airplane impersonation, three match ban. Shane Morgan as well last season. <laughs> I knew that was coming up. Um... It's just, what's going on? It's an airplane impersonation is a three match ban, but kicking an opponent gets you nothing. I know. Well, they say Willie Collum and Craig Thompson are the best two referees we've got in this country. Well, if that's the best we've got, then no wonder Scotland didn't have any referees at the uh, yeah. last World Cup there. Um, the refereeing standards are not good enough, um, Richard. Obviously. And we've not even had to slate Andrew Dallas. 
you know, unless he was in some of the games that we talked about. Um, well, I've seen uh, as well, uh, Ryan Jack quoted as saying that Colum should be demoted, but Ryan Jack should, <laughs> Ryan Jack should probably be quiet because he's had a few overturned. Um, uh, not, yeah. not for the reasons that Ryan Jack is insinuating, because mm-hmm. Ryan Jack is annoyed about the Ryan Jack challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not anything else that happened in the game. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and on that instant, I don't think it is a foul. I think it's just a coming together with the two players. Um, and my my, my favourite interpretation of it came from Dermot Gallagher, where he suggested that Jack jumped into his opponent. It should be a free kick to Celtic. <laughs> I thought, technically, yes, that would have been soft because there was almost no contact whatsoever. Um, Michael Stewart's take on it and what seemed was that you can see Roderick's leg uh, is the wrong side of Jack's. That's after Jack's landed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, this is why it was a soft free kick it's not a free kick it's never never a chance that's a free kick no I don't know why Jack jumps in the first place mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense well, and, all, and best, best of all the reason Jack fell down in the first place is because he slipped you'd think mm-hmm. Stephen Gerrard would know what a slip is <laughs> see as well if I go to look at that game as well by the way um, a lot of people have spoke about McGregor kicking out the ayer there's potential there's a wee Lafferty stamp in Lustig yeah. as well. Oh, I the start of the game, yeah. Should have been dealt with. Um, so, yeah, Rangers can be playing with nine men again, which we've actually not even talked about, spoke about Europe. Um, well, but... You also haven't mentioned Morelos, who got about 15 talkings to, and wouldn't shut his mouth, and kept arguing with everybody. And even when he was in a booking, he was still getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very strange referee. I mean, there was people getting talking to and people getting away with three and four fouls, and then other people in the game were like getting booked after the first foul. Like Scott Brown, for instance. Scott, in fact, Scott Brown's booking is so ridiculous because he slides in and gets nothing. I thought he jumps over him. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, Edward but... booked from morning about getting being tackled. <laughs> but there was also um, that Ryan Christie dived um, for a free kick um, that the referee thought was a foul. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, it was the, the one that was right in the edge of the box. Yeah. I didn't see anything in that either, and he gave a free kick. So, yeah. Again, yeah, another... Christie needs to stamp out his game. We spoke about that a wee bit last year when it was Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, but for Ryan Christie, he has ended up, he's now got a chance to make it at Celtic based on the, the transfer window. Because obviously, we don't even discuss really the transfer window much detail, but the Moussa Dembele saga. Yes. Um, another, uh, for, not for the first time this season a Celtic player spat the dummy decided he wanted a transfer um, now to his credit Dedrick Boyata has since knuckled down played three games got three clean sheets and three really good mm-hmm. performances um, it's going to take a lot for him to get back in the good books after basically screwing up the Champions League for Celtic he's the one that's getting the blame for that um, but there's only one way to do it and he's going about it the right way so I'll give him credit for that he has played really well um, and all three of those games I mean you've obviously got the goal against Hamilton uh, but his, his defending has been solid there's been very little concern maybe the, the, I think the only concern in the Sadova game was Craig Gordon because he was he seemed intent and trying to give the ball away towards the end of the first half um, I mean, we never mentioned that at all that we, both um, Celtic and Rangers managed to get through uh, their respective Europa League playoff round ties mm-hmm. Um Full credit to Rangers, they managed to do it with nine men. Yeah. Uh, I was I was worried when they went down to ten. I was even more worried for them when they went down to nine. But they held out, got the one each draw, it was enough. Sent them through. Yeah. Um and then like Celtic was far simpler. Um Lee Griffiths getting his hundredth goal for 
Celtic, the 29th man in Celtic history to get 100 goals. Um, John Hartsman's the last one back in 2005. Uh, so that was a, a, a highlight of that game. Um, Celtic weren't great against the Duva, but got better as it went on. Um, got a second and third goals. That was, it, was, it was quite entertaining. Uh, on the same night that uh, Lee Griffiths got his 100th goal, it was also when Christopher Iyer got his first. Okay. I don't think he meant to score, to be fair. I think he was just heading across goal, but it just yes. happened to be missed by everyone. Um, but you were going on about uh, Dembele there. But, um, I mean, his tweets to try and engineer his move, and then yeah. he didn't really apologise to him, did he? He was just saying um, it had to be done. And then he had yeah. a cheek to say there's only one team in Glasgow, you know, celebrate as if he's a Celtic fan um, after the old firm game. Do me a yeah. best, best description I've seen was Mr. Dembele became your middle-aged Dante with those tweets <laughs> in terms of things he was posting. Aye. Uh, it was very passive-aggressive, wasn't it? Aye. I, I, heard some, I heard on another podcast somebody suggest that it was like checking into a hospital on Facebook. <laughs> so you're actually asking people to go, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're all right. It's a shame because we had two great seasons in Moussa Dembele. He was injured a little too much for my liking. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you seen him play, he was, he was a class above many of the players he was up against. Um, scored some terrific goals. Obviously got a hat-trick against Rangers, first time he played against them. Um, and it, I, for me, the, the, probably the biggest highlight of the, the years that we had at Dembele was the, the Man City game at home. Where he scored twice, um, yeah. that was that was one of the great games. And he, he's just going to face Man City again because now he's at Leon. They've drawn each other in the Champions League, so you have another crack at him. But yeah, it's a shame it's ended this way because he has been a he's been a cracking player for Celtic. Um, I don't like the fact that it happened at the end of the transfer window, so we've not been able to replace him. So we're now going to spend the next few months with two strikers, both of which are uh, injury prone. Yeah, I think so Mike still end up getting played there occasionally, maybe. Yeah, he came on in the last sort of twenty for twenty five minutes against Sudova and played there. Um, that's, I might like have a feeling that might be something we see more often as the season progresses. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends yeah, how, how, how much you're going to utilise the two up front as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've obviously brought in Malumbu, who's a Kilmarnock decent player, but we'll see what he can, he can make of him. Um, and the interesting one is we finally managed to get a centre back in on loan from Leicester City. Um, well, former colleague of Simonovic. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he gets on. Uh, obviously, wasn't thrown in for the the game on Sunday though. Um, actually, the, the game on Sunday was the same eleven that started when we started clinched the league one five now against Rangers. So. Brendan so, Rodgers considers to have uh, the best record against Rangers in our team that's played in the league. One percentage wise. Yeah, well, before we've played them more often. I think if we beat Aberdeen at the end of the month, then the record against Aberdeen's better again. I think that's how it works. Although you have won a game. Yeah, we have won a game. You have lost all the other ones. Yeah. I won't talk about that. Yeah, that's well, not. Um, but yeah, yeah, Europa League draw um, had three champions um, in their group, whereas uh, the, yeah. cham- the Champions League only had one um, that had three yep. or more in it. <laughs> group D, Group D in the Champions League is three champions in the Celtic's champion. Celtic's Europa League uh, group has three uh, champions in it as well. One of which we've played already. 
Yeah. Just Which shows... is the fastest European football these days that you can block a team out of Europe and then have to play them again when you get knocked out of Europe. Don't, wor- don't worry, you see, next season there's talk of a third European tournament, so you'll maybe have a chance to play a team three times. Yeah, it's bad enough the fact that we had to play Rosenberg two seasons in a row, but having to play them again. I know. Except if I stayed out timeshares in Trondheim. <laughs> The Rangers oh, there's a podcast title there. Right there. Timeshares in Trondheim? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's either that or Honours with Polish women, isn't it? Um, or, or the Ghost I, of Les Mottram. The Ghost of Les Mottram. There's plenty of titles for that this week, isn't there? No. Um, yeah, draw lots after. We've got a few contenders. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, the other odd thing about it is we have to play both Red Bull teams. Yeah. <laughs> Can Salzburg. But at one point they were talking about they couldn't both be in the same competition. Aye, I remember they, they, they've changed the way one of the teams is owned. Um, so it's not Red Bull that own them, it's a shareholder in Red Bull who owns them. Still yes. very very dodgy indeed. Um, fortunately, they aren't playing each other in the last game. Um, so the, there's still potential for a stitch up in this group, but we shall see. Um, you know, get the good thing. Before, so that's new. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, uh, it's. I mean, uh, it's going to be a difficult group because there's so many champions in it. Um, <laughs> I think it's still a better group than Rangers got. Yeah. Um, Villarreal are obviously the, the big team in there. Um, not, maybe not one of the bigger Spanish names, but they still play in La Liga, the the best league in Europe. And if anybody disputes that, go look at who's won the European trophies in the last ten years. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be difficult for both of them, I think. But I, I think they're both happy in different ways. Um, certainly, the money men at Rangers seem happy about it because they can charge more. The the ticket prices, I think, the three Celtic games is about eighty odd quid, and the three Rangers games one hundred and five. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, how's that look? But then, if they sell it all the games, Rangers, then they're the ones that are laughing at the end of the day, getting all that money in. Well, that was their target. That was one of their targets this year. Uh, to the group stages, so they've done that. So. Yeah, I think I think getting through four rounds of European qualification is a pretty good achievement. Um, I know that in pre- years gone by, getting through four years of, sorry, four years, four rounds of European competition led to a final, but um, obviously it's much <laughs> different now. <laughs> like that's you, what I would You can win four games and win the League Cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and in this case you need to win four ties, so it's two legs in each tie, it's yeah. far more. Um, but yeah, you're right, I mean, the, the year that Celtic won the European Cup, it was four ties to get to the final. Yeah. Same way Rangers in the 73 Cutters Cup and Aberdeen in the yeah. 83. So Rangers in 72. Yeah, I think I've seen a stat that this is the first time in 10 years that a Scottish team's won four European ties, the last time being when uh, Rangers made the UEFA Cup final in Manchester. It's the first time since 2009-10 that we've had two from um, so two Scottish teams in group stages since um, Champions League and Europa League came together. We Celtic won the Europa League in 2009-10 and Rangers won the Champions League. All right, yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, I mean it's it's good for Scottish football, right? Mm-hmm. We've got two teams in there. Maybe we can help improve the coefficient a bit, and we'll not have to play four rounds. Definitely. Well. 
it's good I feel like they're doing Celtic far and make more money but not for the rest of the teams and I know they get a wee tiny amount but uh, debatable yeah. for me I, I look at the, the picture that you know, I'm fed up seeing our teams playing in the middle of a World Cup or European Championship. Um, and if we've got yeah. more teams um, doing better, then we'll go up the coefficient and uh, we'll be playing towards the end of July, beginning of August, rather than um, the end of June and things like that. Yeah. I think UEFA need to look at that, though, in terms yeah. of not going to change things how the way, the way they are anyway, but I just, yeah, not for me. Used to, I used to be, I think, I want Scottish team to do well, and then I was like, yeah. Unless it's Aberdeen. Aye. No. Yeah. Uh, we did forget about the St. Johnson game. I don't know I was going to mention it next. <laughs> um, but yeah, good win for them. Two wins in a row. Um, Tony Watts, he get played a month. I know he didn't score the weekend, but um, yeah, that St. Johnson are doing well after a bad first game of the season. Hamilton, they've only had the win-win. That's not looking good for them at this early stage. Danny Swanson back at St. Johnson. Mm-hmm. So they've got some really good attacking options now with they've what's been in. Kennedy's looked lively. Yeah. And then if Swanson can capture what he did, his other spell at St. Johnson, then it's all good for them. Yeah, no, they've certainly, given how they weren't great last season, they seem to have uh, improved quite a bit. And I mean, I think Tony Watts probably deserved his. Um, my player of the month award. He seems to have been a bit of a revelation for St. Johnson. And one may continue. I mean, if, what what is the target for Tony? Well, I mean, I would imagine first was getting back into playing. Yeah. Um, now he's looking at continuing his goal scoring. I mean, is Scotland getting a call up? Is that a target for him? He oh, said possibly. it was. Yeah. Um... And a new contract. Yeah, is, is it just a short term? Is on? Well, he's only is a one-year deal. Yeah, it's yeah. only a one-year deal. But I hope that Tony Watt, um, if he continues this form of St. Johnson, he rewards them for giving him this chance um, by maybe sending an extra couple of years deal, maybe get St. Johnson a wee bit of money down the line, rather than jumping ship, yeah. going to another club, because, um, you know, yeah, his hot streak's up. I think Tony Watt needs stability in his life, um, and he needs to, you know, he needs to feel loved again, and St. Johnson are doing that for him. Um, he's rewarding with yep. some goals. So, um, and if he gets back in Scotland squad, great for him, good for Scotland. Because um, there is a player in there. You know, my frustration with Tony, what has been his attitude. You know, this is his tenth club um, at the age of 24, 25. He needs to knuckle down and just screw the nut and just get mm-hmm. focused on playing. So far, it's working, um, and hopefully that continues and. Yeah, I hope for his point of view that he stays at St. Johnson longer in term just this one season. Yep. I definitely agree with that one. Yeah. Ironically, he was on trial, uh, uh, he was training Aberdeen last season. Um, yeah. And, you know, we didn't offer him a contract um, and we were struggling for coaches now, so. Who knows? And then you could look at his spell, he had at Hearts, but it was dreadful. Oh, it was dreadful at Hearts, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, flip side as well. Just back in the the, the Celtic Rangers game, because we never actually spoke about the game itself, we were just talking about the incidents. Too busy talking about McGregor and his we are the people's elbow and his big boot. Is he trying to get into wrestling, actually? <laughs> we are the people's elbow. That's a hell, man. <laughs> I just, I, it's like he's just trying to get into wrestling. No, I, I mean, that aside, McGregor had a great game. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the reason it was only 1-0 to Celtic and what was a 
probably as dominant a performance as the 5-0 game was, was McGregor. He was a difference. Not that in the woodwork. Because um, I think it was four times Celtic hit the woodwork in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the James Forrest effort was probably the most spectacular of the ones. But, I mean, even one of the times it hit the woodwork was a McGregor save. Yeah, the uh, Anne Charm. Was that Anne Charm? Yeah, he, he, he was here a great game. Um, so, uh, and obviously, he said some several good games in Europe for Rangers as well so getting him back at Ibrox has been a, a, a great move for them mm-hmm. got him in the Europa League stages they kept the score down against Celtic um, they're interested to see what they can do another few months once is that 15 players or something they've brought in this summer yeah, once that's yeah. had a bit of time to gel together then I'll be interested to see if they can they can do more than just defend to be that, was the, that was the key for the difference mm-hmm. between the, the, the Celtic performance the Rangers performance Rangers defended really well in the game um, but they offered little on attack and I think that's what they'll be looking for when it comes to Celtic's visit to Ibrox later in the season um, it's ironic actually that the Celtic goal gave them breakaway <laughs> given how dominant Celtic were in the game and how hemmed in Rangers were to get caught out like that is, is a bit odd um, I mean it was a, it was a terrific breakaway Um we spoke about Project picking up the ball to start with. I'm surprised he didn't get taken out, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, that cynical take one for the team kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it was a great move. A jam ran about 80, 90 yards to get on the end of it. Uh, and it was it was a real-worth great goal. And it was, his finish still had to be done quite well. I mean, I've seen a few people describe it as a tap-in. It's not a tap-in. He has to make sure it gets it as far away from McGregor as possible. Yeah. And he does it. That's why he managed to score. It's great composure all round because uh, you know Edwards, you know, did well to hold up the ball, uh, get the ball out to Forrest. Forrest could have easily went for a shot himself, but he's still in Champ's in a better position, squared that nicely, and Champ finished it. Um, I noticed, I think it was at Ajaria, um, just let him run. I think I don't know if he was trying to focus on on our yeah. for coming in, but uh, he just let him run, and, uh, and Champ had, well, we say the easy task of putting it in. He's still got a lot to do, um, given the form that McGregor was in. And as well as McGregor played, end of the day, um, he shouldn't have been on the pitch either. But that's a debate for yeah. another day. But he played well, excellently. Apparently, who should have been on the pitch? Thanks to the other referees. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Quite <laughs> again, it Rangers line up in midfield, though. I think they went in a wee bit too weak in terms of who they had in there. Mm. What would you have changed, though? I think you'd put in an extra midfielder that's maybe a more kind of central midfielder, maybe defensive minded. Well, Koulibaly was injured. That, I think that's the way yeah. that would have walked into that team. Uh, maybe Arfield might have played further forward, we don't know. But um, but other than Arfield and Jack, who else was brought in? Andy Halliday's proven that he cannot ha- can firm game. Um, and then after that, there's not much else um, in yeah. terms of the whole midfield positions. Unless you play Ross McCrory in there, but I think he's injured, so that ruled that one out. The, the odd thing for me was playing both Lafferty and Morelos and then playing as defensive as he did. Um, I mean, obviously, Lafferty's had a decent success against Celtic when he's been at Hearts, so I can understand him playing um, Lafferty in that instance. But Morelos is, hasn't had the greatest of fortunes against Celtic, let's face it. Um, and I think all he really did in this game was moan, to be honest. Um, if anything, the, 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 the most attacking threat the Rangers had came from Tavernier. And he, he was the one that missed the great chance towards the end. I mean, if he'd, if he'd put that in, Rangers got a one-each draw. What, what difference that could have made to the uh, things already? Because for all, for all Celtic's dominance, if it had been a one-each and not a one-nil, 
who would have been taking things away for the game more then? Because what's been taken away for the game now is Celtic, the star massive gap between Celtic and Rangers. Okay, the scoreline didn't really reflect that, but they still get the win, still get the three points. Rangers, worst start since ever. Whatever it was. Was it 29 years ago or something like that? We were mentioning the last time Rangers had this bad a start, if you count old Rangers. Um, but then again, if it's 29 years ago, Rangers won the league at you. So it couldn't have been that bad. That's what the, the Rangers fans are clinging to. Yeah, well, it's, I bet you Hibs have had just as bad a start as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the teams that were second, third, and fourth this season are all sitting at five points with four games. But then they've all had some tough games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've kind of played each other. Well, Rangers and Aberdeen obviously played each other. Aberdeen um, played Hibs. Aberdeen played Hibs, Rangers played Celtic. Rangers played Motherwell, obviously tough. Yeah. Uh, go back to Aberdeen though, as I didn't touch on earlier, the Devlin sending off as well doesn't help our cause in terms of defensive situation. Because yeah. we've all got to go, McKenna's injured, we've got to go, Reynolds out long term, and then Toby Hobart is now out for two to three months as well. So, mm-hmm. well, McKenna will hopefully be back um, second week after the international break, because he said six weeks after the uh, the Rangers game, so international week is week, is week five. He'll probably miss the St. Johnson game, and then hopefully back after that. But, um, I just hope it's not Ball and Constantine uh, at centre-back, because the two of them are terrible for that um, second command at goal. Um, Don Ball, for me, is not a centre-back, he's a centre-midfielder. Um, but yeah, it's quite worrying, so if we don't get this overturned, it's real limiting our options. Um, but the boy that brought in for Derby, uh, Lowe, seemingly played pretty well for his first game. Um, it's interesting he gets straight into the team, so it'll be interesting to see how well he does. Well, he's quite highly rated the numbers that they've got as well but yeah he's pretty well rated down there and it will give us the the different dimension we've been looking for in terms of our life part that's going to maybe attack more um, yeah. still think Contradine when everyone's fell playing at times against certain teams but possibility we could have should have maybe signed one more player in attacking midfield positions because we're very short there and Forrester still doesn't seem to be Rated at the moment. I know we were chasing the game, so it was getting to bring on two strikers, but he's come there as supposedly a creative type of midfielder. Hello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> I just it's been silent for ages. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Just think. Um, the Scottish Cup first round draw was done. Um, I'm assuming you've seen it since Talbot's in it. Yes. And got screwed over by a 300-mile trip to Wick Academy. Aye. <laughs> Some fans will be looking for an away day, but I don't think they were looking to go as far as that. And it'll probably end up well, being an overnight, I think, for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I certainly think I don't want the players to be travelling on the day. <laughs> don't know. Three all Highland League ties and um, there's a couple of lower league ties as well. And so it's all sort of non league teams that are not. I don't think it's anybody from the the four SPFL divisions, is there? No, not at this stage because apparently. So that's it. The junior teams, uh, Highland League teams, lower league teams going at first round. 
Uh, league two teams come in along with the top teams from the Highland League and the Lowland League. At round two, League One, and a couple of the championship teams come in at round three, and then everyone comes in at round four from the Premiership and the top of the Championship. So yeah, at the moment there's no there's no SPFL teams in it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the SPFL teams are in the Ironbrook Cup this weekend, um, which includes two English conference, um, whatever you, national league is it these days. Um, coming into the competition, Boreham hosting Fenland, Sutton United travel to Airdrie. Vararama. Is that what they're playing in? Just now? Yeah. I can't remember. Somebody's sponsored that. It was Vanarama. I don't know if they still sponsor it. It'll always be the GM Voxel Conference, says. Let's face it. There we go, yeah. That's, that's, that's how you show your age. What do you call the National League? Uh, yeah. It's the Voxel Conference. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Nah, it's Vanarama. Sticks in my head because it's the same tune as Dennis Larson's The King of Kings. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bohemians um, made the trip to um, Peterhead, um, but they did pretty well the last time they went to the northeast of Scotland. But we won't talk about that too much. <laughs> Why? What happened? Ah, I can't remember. It's it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I suppose you should Andy Robertson. Yeah, I was going to say talk about Scotland. Um, uh, Andy Robertson, captain. Interesting mm-hmm. move. Anyone know who he played for five years ago? Because I can't, I can't mind because I've not seen it anywhere. No, it's not been mentioned much, has it? Um, uh, maybe bye. Hamden. Anyway. Oh, Which... terrific! Um, slightly surprised he's been chosen as captain, but I can understand why because he's mm-hmm. guaranteed his place. Um, so that's probably the thinking there. Yeah. No, it's, um, I think it's a good move. You know, a lot of people would have um, went for Tierney, and understandable so. I thought he would have been almost shown for the captaincy, but um, no, Robertson's yeah. achieved a lot. Um, it's, it's an interesting move because it also gives you that suggestion that Robertson's going to get the nod ahead of Tierney when it comes to the left battle. Mm-hmm. I think most folk did think that was probably going to happen. Because... Yeah, I can't imagine Tierney won't play. It's just now a case of where is he going to play? Because he could play centre-back, he played they are one of the friendlies for Scotland. Um, he could play right back where he played in some of the campaign uh, for the, the World Cup. He could play in front of um, Robertson if you wanted to play him as a left winger. There's a few options. Yeah. I think he'll be um, left centre back for three, and Robertson being one of the two wing backs, obviously. Um, yeah, Scotland got two games at Hamden this weekend. Interesting enough, I ran a poll because Scotland, the SFA couldn't make a decision as to whether to stay at Hamden or go to Murrayfield. They've given it another week. Uh, so I've uh, I ran a wee poll on, on Twitter. Not many people um, voted. To be honest, it was twenty-four votes. Fifty-eight percent prefer to stay at Hamden. What's your guys' take on it? Just quickly. Stay at Hamden. I'd go to Murrayfield. Better stadium. Uh, Hamden, when it was a, the old Hamden, when you could stand at it in a terrace, and was a terrific stadium. Lots of history. The renovations through the nineties killed it. Mm-hmm. The beat the south stand is a decent stand. I don't really have a problem with that, but the ends are so far away for when you're sitting down, it just doesn't work. Um, the north stand is fine. Um, it, again, it's it could be a lot better. I think if they spent money on it, then maybe Hamden could be improved. Uh, there's certainly the, one of the German stadiums has got the same problem when they managed to improve it immeasurably. 
if they could do that, then maybe. But I don't see the SFA spending any money in Hamden, so I think that's a moot point. So when it comes down to which stadium would I rather be at in its current setup, it's Murrayfield. It's bigger. It's better view in most of the seats. Um, the transport links are terrific because even you've got the tram stop right next to it. Um, okay, it's in Edinburgh, but how many people go to Scotland games and travel here and everywhere anyway? Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I don't think that would much difference. The big fear is that what happens if Celtic play Rangers? Do they all have to get trips through to Hamden? So well, yeah, and yeah. Hearts and Hibs had to do it for Scottish Cup final and Scottish Cup semi-final, so yeah, as, as far as I'm concerned, um, where the club's plays um, irrelevant, it's about the national stadium. Personally, um, whatever they I decide... I think there were police concerns, though, about if Rangers and Celtic travelled. Um, there's maybe not so much of a history between Hibs and Hearts in terms of off-the-field stuff. Yeah, to be honest, the problem then is that the, the police can't handle it. And I think the police proved at the weekend they can't handle it. Because they managed to reduce the number of Rangers fans out of Celtic Park and actually made problems worse. Mm-hmm. There was nearly a crush under the North Stand mm-hmm. because yeah. they, they were trying to shepherd people here, there, and everywhere, and the, the, the control was ridiculous, and gates were being shut. It was all very reminiscent of Hillsborough. Fortunately, nothing serious happened. There was a couple of people taken away for injuries, one of which was falling off the wall because they were climbing out, trying to get to the, the graveyard. But it's, I mean, it's 2018, we're nearly 30 years on for Hillsborough. Why are we even talking about this stuff again? We're treating yeah. football fans like animals yet again because the police have got no trust. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be an investigation into that. I hope there's an independent investigation into it. It's not another police stitch-up, as appears to be happening already. Celtic's statement that came out later that day was a disgrace. Um, it didn't seem to match any reports that were coming for the fans. They since released another statement which was a lot more tailed back and a lot more we apologise to the fans. But um, yeah, it's, it's not a great state of affairs. And it doesn't bode well for the trip to Ibrox. Um, because again, this all happened because Rangers decided they were going to cut down Celtic's allocation at Ibrox. So Celtic did the same for Rangers. But of course, the Celtic game at Celtic Park was first. So they get put in the corner where... All the way fans up, so I don't see why that's a problem. It's not as if this... This is a bit I don't understand. There's been segregation before for like, what, teams like Hearts turn up and their fans are kept away from Celtic fans. I don't see how that is any different from the Rangers fans. Was it parts of London Road were closed that would normally yeah. be accessible for Celtic fans, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I, there, there was different treatment for the Rangers game and the Rangers fans being put in the corner than there was for, say, the Hearts fans getting exactly the same allocation. Mm-hmm which makes no sense at all, because they segregate Celtic fans and Hearts fans. I mean, if it's somebody like Inverness or Livingston or whatever, you can walk around that bit without any problems, because I mean, you're not going to get any trouble between Celtic and Livingston fans and Celtic's mum fans. And that. The, the bigger high-profile games have more segregation. Um, so I, I, they've done this many times before. I don't understand why this game is different all of a sudden. Yeah, and the police apparently tried to put all the blame on Celtic fans. Now, where have we heard that before? Nineteen eighty nine. Um, yes. It's, no, I, I'm sick of all these cover ups and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully it's, um, it's better security for the next game. Maybe Rangers will have their um, their head screwed on when it comes to security arrangements for this one. Um, but a lot of we'll it comes down to police. What the police say as well. I yeah. would think because yeah, I'd imagine there would be. But they're going on their intelligence. 
Yeah, the, 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 worry, the other worry is, I mean, there's already been trouble at Ibrox with like some of the European teams coming across and rampaging through things and get stabbed and beat up. And so, um, I, I would not feel safe going to Ibrox in that little corner if I was Celtic fans, because no. I mean, it's it used to be easier to separate Celtic Rangers fans at Ibrox because you gave Celtic one stand and you could keep them apart. The corner that you get isn't accessible from the road. So it's not as if you can keep the Celtic fans and the Rangers fans like, yeah. in one little channel. I, I was there last season as a away fan, um, and it, certainly, it wasn't nice. Aye. Um, the flip side of it was, it was really funny that the other way they were trying to deal with it was they kept the Rangers fans in for 15 minutes at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the Celtic fans realised this and didn't leave. <laughs> So, so the Rangers fans, this all comes from the fact that Celtic kept turning up at Ibrox and pumping Rangers. So the Rangers fans were getting sick of watching like seven, 8,000 Celtic fans celebrating. So all they've managed to do with this is have 800 Rangers fans sitting in the corner watching 59,000 Celtic fans celebrating. And they couldn't go anywhere, they couldn't get out. Must, I mean, when it's a rivalry like Celtic Rangers, that must be horrendous. So yeah, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens at Ibrox. I hope it's all safe and they resolve all these problems and there's no problems anywhere. There's no trouble with ups between the fans. There's no issues with gates closing and trying to route people here, there and everywhere. Just, just want people to be able to go to football, watch a game and go home. Yeah. How hard is that? Um, see, just going back to Scotland though, yeah. if I- if they're going to play three at the back, there's only actually two recognised centre-backs in the squad. Because they never brought in anyone to replace uh, Henry, did they? Um, it's just Suter and Mulgrew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose you could play Suter, Mulgrew and Tierney. Put Tierney at the left of the back three. That kind of makes sense. You could, but then there's no one uh, who, who comes in if one of them gets... You would think they're covering the squad already if they're going to play three at the back. But if you're playing that three and you need to switch to a four or something like that, you can pull Robertson back or... Aye, but it's more so if if they're your tactics. If you're going three at the back and that's you, you've decided that's your... and someone gets injured. I don't imagine they want to go to four at the back then. There should surely be another centre-back in the squad. Aye, maybe, but who would you call up? That's the manager's job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of him either. <laughs> the only name that springs to McKenna and he's injured. Yeah. Uh, I was interested to see, uh, was it Naismith get called up today? Yeah. yeah. They, were talking, they were talking about that over the weekend as well. and I mean, he's been playing pretty well for Hearts, so I'm not really surprised. So that's a, a good call. Um, it's, a, it's a shame that uh, McBurney's had to pull it. Um, he's played well this season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, he's not the only one that's had to pull out. Snodgrass has replaced him. Yep. Snodgrass was weird because he has to be omitted initially, um, as did obviously James McArthur. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange one. Um, is it Kearney as well had to pull out? Yeah, and Ryan Jack got his Jack, place. Yeah. Has yeah. yeah. Ryan Jack pulled out? I thought he was still on the squad. No, oh, like he came in squad. instead of... Oh, no, Jack replaced him. Right, okay, right, got you. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how things go. We've got... Is it Belgium first? 
Belgium and Friday and the friendly. Yeah. And is uh, the important game on Monday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Belgium have a good test. Obviously, the team finished third in the World Cup, and then I'll be in there on Monday night and hopefully we'll the people will be with that. Well, and get honest for the Polish. No, stop making that joke, Chris. <laughs> Albania. Well, we need to get the three points in that game because um, this is pretty much our backup route to um, the Euros, and uh, knowing our luck, we'll end up being the only joint host nation not to qualify. Um, but <laughs> let's let's just see how we're going. I think he's I think it's a decent squad. Um, there's all let's put it this way. If, um, there's always going to be Dubai when there comes to Scotland squad. There's always going to be someone saying, oh, this person should win, that person should win. I think he's doing the right thing. He's, the majority of that team are playing regular first-team football. The only two that probably aren't just now are McTominay isn't really getting games from Man United and Armstrong. He started the first game for Southampton. It hasn't been in the pitch since, really. A couple of sub-appearances, but other than that, um, everyone's playing pretty much week in, week out. So yep. can't complain too much. Um, and hopefully Griffiths is getting his confidence back and in good time, can build it further yeah. um, with these two games. Well, well, I don't think Lee Griffiths lacks confidence. He, whether he's playing or not, that's one thing you... Uh, well, yeah, yeah I, I think the problem with Griffiths was that century of goals was hanging over him. Because it's taken him a while to get there. And he's obviously... He's, he's had the fitness issues as well. Um, but yeah, now that he's got that 100th goal, I'm hoping it frees him up a bit. He's talking about a new contract, going for 200 goals for Celtic. So he's obviously... Like you say, he's not lacking in confidence. Um... Yeah, it should be good. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the uh, how Scotland got on like, these next couple of games. I'm not hoping for much against Belgium, but it's a friendly, so don't really need to. Yeah. Um, the Albania one's the one we want to win. Yeah, you think um, we've got um, selection headaches? I've been reading a bit about uh, Denmark. Um, they've they've had major um, issues with their commercial rights. A lot of their players. And the manager and assistant manager are all um, boycotting. So they've actually been drafting <laughs> players in. They've actually drafted players from like the second division, third division, and futsal players. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's, very, cool. it's kind of weird. Yeah. Their game might be entertaining to watch. Yeah, and they play Wales on Sunday. So, um... Was it Wales are playing? Okay, I remember you yeah. Aye. Right. So Ryan Giggs will know, um, get a better chance to get a victory over Denmark. <laughs> So yeah, we've got to for... Did we actually explain um, how Scottish women got to the World Cup? Because there was a two. There they was won a game... seven games at eight. Yeah, there, there was a game um, last week where they had to beat the Swiss by two goals, and they were two 0 up after about three minutes, <laughs> but then conceded, and it finished two one. So it wasn't in their own hands. Uh, they had to get. So there was a games today. This is Tuesday, where Scotland were in Albania. So for enough playing Albania, um, same as the men are. Um, knowing that if they matched the Swiss result, then they would probably make the playoffs. And if they bettered Switzerland's result, they qualify automatically. So Switzerland were in Poland. Scotland beat Albania 2-1. I think they the, took the lead, paid back to one each, got a, a second goal, and that was obviously the winner. Um, and everybody was watching to see what was happening in, in Poland, and nothing was the answer that finished the <laughs> So that's the that's where the, the honours comes in. <laughs> uh, BBC Alba have, have said they're going to show all the Scotland World Cup games as well yeah. good. good excellent I know they're going to be showing Glasgow City's Champions League campaign as well yeah that's good it's good that the women's game's getting a wee bit more exposure I mean they've obviously 
went through a lot of the last um, you know few years. Anna said Neil um, did a good job getting them at the European Championships. Um, Glasgow City have been doing all right in the Champions League, um, and Shelley Kerr's come in and done pretty well in seven wins at eight nicely. Um, yeah. Nice job done. So no, congratulations. The, the men's squad could take a lot out of their book. Yeah, and they're getting the backing as well. I mean, the mm-hmm. the Scotland Switzerland game on Thursday was at the same time as the Celtic game uh, against Sadova. Uh, the Celtic game was well attended. It was a game that was pretty important itself. There was was it four thousand or something? Uh, it's, it's, the, 4, 000, it's, yeah, it's a record for our Scotland women yeah. mm-hmm. It was a, a terrific tournament. For a, considering there was another game going on at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a great tournament. So it was good to see. It's just, they're getting the back, which is good. Yeah, yeah, good on them. Um, and hopefully the the men can get off to a good start this weekend. Um, not so bother too much about Belgium, but the Albania game certainly vital. Because um, they've only got four games to get that right. Um, so yeah. you're looking at nine points minimum. Yeah, and the way the Nations League works, you're trying top this group and then you go into a playoff and then the winner of the playoff gets through to Euro 2020 if I remember it Aye and if we win our group but also get one of the top two spots in our European Championship group our spot goes to whoever else so Yeah it gets even more confusing as you go in so yeah Aye, um, aye. Well we, should, we shall see what happens when the nations are first because that's, yeah. that's the first part that's next year we do with the, the actual qualification yeah. Exactly It's going to be a busy weekend of football, even though there's no club football, because obviously you've got the Scotland game on Friday, you've got, um, first, well, for mainly Celtic fans, the Celtic um, Legends and Liverpool Legends match on Saturday. Yep. Um, you've got my charity football match at a very good price of £5, an adult £1 kid. Um, there's also a raffle there for lots of good prizes. Um, and then the game on Monday, uh, Scotland-Albania. So look yep. forward to it, it'll be busy. I think we've missed the trick with the Petrov-Milner game. Why isn't Gerard playing? Pantomime villain. <laughs> he was lined up, but funnily enough, he pulled it as soon as he got a Rangers job. They should have played anyway. I mean, doing stuff for charity isn't a bad thing. And it would have been pantomime villain stuff, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd know all about being a villain at Parkhead, Chris. In a charity game. Oh. Uh, sorry. That's got a heart. I'm not a villain. Just off the football. <laughs> Sorry, um, I've got my game this weekend, so I've got um, this weekend to make a complete backside of myself. So Are you going to pass the fitness test, though? Cause I'm I'll play the last ten ankle. minutes. I'll play the last ten minutes, hopefully. Oh, last ten minutes, whenever it is knackered, I. <laughs> Listen, right. I'll still be short of fitness, so. It's going to come off a bench and score the winner, aren't you? No, because we'll have won by then. <laughs> oh, it's going to be done and dusty by then. I'm going to throw you another token gesture. Let's hope so. <laughs> and go. The place is Robbie Winters. <laughs> no, better off with Robbie Winters than me, trust me. And I play, I play in goals in a 7 side, um, but in 11's goals, no. So, who's the co- is there any footage like in recorded or that? Because I want to see you diving for the penalty to try and get a penalty in the last 10 minutes. Well, if you'd, if you'd like to offer your services to be cameraman, they pop along. I'm working. Ah, shame. <laughs> Hope there probably will be some people filming at some point. Maybe we'll go to penalties. You get to be the Brian Irvin. <laughs> yeah. Score more on the penalty. Yeah. 
Tenth penalty taker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wixie, mentioned yourself to Aberdeen Scottish Cup final. The correct Aye. one. The correct one. Aye. Let's just leave it at that. And I can point <laughs> in. Uh, but good luck for Sunday, John. Thanks. Uh, goes well. Yeah, I hope you get turned out. Aye, thanks, guys. And where is it again? Falkirk Stadium? Falkirk Stadium, win 15 kickoff. There you go. So, if you're nothing else to do on a Sunday, get yourself on. Even if you've got something else to do, but unless you're working, get along anyway. <laughs> what a good cause. Yeah. And you'll get to see John uh, play football for 10 minutes. Yep. Oh, there's a... Just, is it just given link as yes. well? Yes. Right, yeah. we'll get that tweeted out as well. Yeah. And we'll stick it in the, the, the notes of this podcast. Perfect. In case you can't make it along. Yeah. Well, so the, the Just Given link will be in my Twitter as will be the Facebook event page. Um, and also did a wee YouTube video, so hope you guys watched it and I'll post that a few times this week too. Good stuff. Right, cheers guys. Alright, cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.